Hello everyone, welcome to Bible study, welcome to the school of the Holy Spirit and we are going to be sitting with our teacher the Holy Spirit today and continuing our study of 1st Samuel chapter 16 verse 18 which we have been studying for a few months now. So like I always say, grab your coffee, your Bible, your concordance, your dictionary, your Bible dictionary your jotter, your pen, find a nice quiet place and let us sit in front of our teacher, the Holy Spirit, and learn something awesome about the qualities of a king in the palace. Are you ready? Let's dive in. So I'm going to read that scripture again just to give us a brief recap. It says in 1 Samuel 16, 18, then King James Version, Answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war, and is prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. And we established in previous studies, if you haven't listened to the previous studies, you should go on our podcast and just, uh, you know, click on the other studies under um, um, the king or getting sitting on the throne in the palace. And um, we've studied technical skills, which is a man conning in playing. And we concluded, just as a brief recap, that technical skills get you in the palace, but they don't get you to the throne. And then we studied a mighty valiant man, a man who is extremely capable, extremely resourceful, extremely um, experienced, a man that knows how to get things done. And then we studied a man of war. That is a man that understands spiritual warfare, a man that knows that he is on earth as a warrior and a kingdom fighter somebody that is a soldier in the lord's army and understands that territory is taken and not just given and knows how to win wars on their knees in the place of prayer now we're going to the fourth quality of somebody who sits on the throne as a child of the king of kings aren't you excited to be a child of the king of kings and um that quality is called prudent in matters some versions call it prudent in speech now i hope you have your google because we're going to be doing a little bit of you know checking and you're going to help me check the word prudent have you opened just do a search because part of what we do in bible study is we do a search so what does it mean to be prudent uh the word prudent means discerning or eloquent in speech as they say what is speech the ability to express thought or feeling and what is matters it means interactions and decisions upon things what does discerning mean because we said some a prudent person is somebody who is discerning it is having or showing good judgment therefore we can rephrase that statement and you know this is bible study prudent in matters as david was someone who was who had and showed good judgment in expressing his thought and feelings and in making decisions on situations and in interacting with people. I repeat, David showed good judgment in expressing his thought and feelings and in making decisions 
in his interaction with people and decision and, and, and over matters, sorry. So, therefore, if you met David, what this was saying was that is what you would leave with. Hmm, isn't that interesting? That to sit on the throne in the palace, when people interact with you, they must leave, they must leave with that impression that you show good judgment, that you speak fluently, that you express good judgment, not only in your feelings and in your words, but even in how you interact with people. Doesn't that sound like the definition of emotional intelligence to you? So we can paraphrase in our modern, modern day and say that David was highly emotionally intelligent. Oh, wow. So it's emotionally, emotionally intelligent people, pardon me, that sit on the throne in the palace. Therefore, it becomes critical. What does it mean when you say that somebody is emotionally intelligent? You know, the Aramaic word for that word, if you used your strong's concordance, and if you have your strong's concordance, you know, and you know how to use it, you go to the word prudence, check it under the Greek um, Hebrew section or Aramaic section, and then go to the back and check the meaning of the word. And you would find out that it says ability to understand and deal wisely. Which means also that if you spoke with David or you heard David speak or you interacted with David over a matter, you would live with the impression that that guy has good understanding and speaks wisely. When people interact with you, do they live with the impression that you have good understanding and speak wisely? A question worth asking yourself, isn't it? Hmm. So let's go on. To be a king in the palace, you have to be prudent in speech. Therefore, the question becomes, what are the qualities that make me prudent in speech? What, what is it about being prudent in speech? How do I know, you know, that I'm prudent, prudent in speech? Or how do I become prudent in speech? The Bible says, and I'll be cutting a few scriptures here. So get your Bible now, and I hope your Bible is open in front of you. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 21 says, The wise in heart are called discerning or the wise in heart are called prudent and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning right so the wise in heart are called prudent which means that the evidence of the state of wisdom of your heart is how discerning and how much good judgment you show when you interact with people and when you make decisions your mouth and your actions show how wise you are in your heart. Your speech is a report card of the level of wisdom you carry. If I listened to you speak, if someone listened to me speak, would they think, oh, wow, that is a wise person? Hmm, what pondering, isn't it? Let's look at another scripture. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 15. Message translation, if you would go with me. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 15. Message translation. I love that message translation. It says, wise men and women are always learning, always listening for fresh insights. The new King James says, the heart of the discerning or the heart of the prudent 
acquires knowledge and the ears of the wise seek it out. So that means one of the evidences of people that are prudent in matters and prudent in speech is that they are continuous acquirers of knowledge. Now, the thing about it is, if you do your study, you cannot be a continuous acquirer of knowledge if you are not one, teachable, which means you are able to take correction and too humble, which means you do not have the impression that you know everything. You are everything and everybody else doesn't know as much as you. Therefore, we are saying, just to recap, people that are prudent in speech and matters carry wisdom in their heart and it is a report card. People that are prudent in speech and matters are, are continuous acquirers of knowledge. Their ears and eyes are always open to learn new things and gain fresh insight into matters. Don't you hear in between that somebody that is slow to speak? Because if you are trying to gain fresh insight, you are probably more of a listener than a talker. Hmm. Food for thought, isn't it? The next, next scripture that we will look at is Isaiah chapter 5, verse 21. I like this one. <laughs> the message translation reads, Doom to you who think you are smart, who hold yourself, who have high opinion, opinions on yourself. The New King James says, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. So the number one sign that you are not prudent or you are on the way to destruction because doom actually means destruction. Doom means an end. So the number one sign that you are on your way out is the fact that you think that you are prudent, is the fact that you think that you are wise. Therefore, if you start to think that you are wise, if you start to think that, you know, you have, what, it doesn't mean that you are not confident in your opinions about matters. What they're talking about here is an exalted view of yourself, which means you think you are all that and a bag of chips. So if you start to see that you, somewhere along the line, you start to think that you are all that and a bag of chips. And how do we know people that think they're all that and a bag of chips? They don't allow other people to talk. They're extremely opinionated. They think their solution is the only solution. If you start to see yourself walking that journey, they like their own voice. Then you need to check yourself. Because the end of thinking that you are better than everybody else in any area of your life, is destruction. Scary, ain't it? The next thing that we will look at when it comes to you being prudent or knowing is Isaiah chapter 10, verse 13. This is another scripture that I love. And the summary of that scripture is that prudent people aren't arrogant, which means they don't go about bragging about their achievements, saying, you know, I did this. I, In fact, you know, I should read that scripture to you so that you hear it, how the Bible, the Bible does not lie. So Isaiah chapter 10, verse 13, as you can see, my Bible is open right in front of me. I hope yours is too. Um, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 13, get in there, get in there. Pardon me. Hmm. He says, 
For he says, by the strength of my hand, I have done this. And by my wisdom, because I have understanding, I have removed the boundaries of the nations. I have plundered their treasures. Like a mighty one, I have subdued their kings. Can you hear the arrogance? Which means when you start to think that you are doing things by your own strength, you need to take time to check yourself. Prudence is going out of the window. The more you start to have an arrogant, bragging, bragging view of yourself. If you think you are all that and a bag of chips, the probability that you are bragging about yourself is probably very high. And the more you have to brag about yourself, the more prudence is working out the window. So how do I know that somebody is prudent? Or how do I, you know, we've talked about all those things that help you check yourself. But when I meet someone, how do I discern prudence in that person? Number one, understanding. Isaiah chapter 29 verse 14 says, Therefore, I will again confound those people with wonder upon wonder. The wisdom of the wise shall vanish. And the intelligence, or some say, the wisdom of the wise shall perish. And the understanding of the prudent shall be hid. Which means that one of the things that prudent men show is understanding. Therefore, what is understanding? Understanding is the ability to grasp the underlying fundamentals or significance or explanation of something. But this scripture, Isaiah 29, 14, gives us something fundamental about understanding. It tells us that one, prudent men have understanding. Two, understanding can be hidden. So when you meet a person that is emotionally intelligent, right? One of the things that they show is an understanding, especially if they are prudent in matters of how people are dealing with situations and how they would deal, which is probably why their advice works, they get their desired results, and the solutions that they prefer always give you the expected end. Therefore, if someone is not prudent, their advice would never work. The things that they say you should do will not get the desired result and the solutions they prefer will not work. Now, this isn't only applying to somebody else. It also applies to you and I. So if your advice never works, if the things you do do not get the desired result and the solutions you prefer do not work the way you think that they should, that means that understanding is hidden from you. And the Lord teaches us in Isaiah 29 verse 14 that he is the one that gives understanding. Therefore, that means it is time for you to enter into the secret place and cry out to God to increase your understanding. The next scripture that helps us discern a, um, a prudent person is Isaiah chapter 14 verse 9. I love this scripture. It says, who Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the way of the Lord is right and the righteous walk in it. Which means that one of the ways you know that you are dealing with a kingdom prudent person is their fundamental belief that the way of the Lord is right. But how do you know? that somebody believes that the way of the Lord is right. It manifests in, a belief that the way of the Lord is right, manifests in a submission 
to the leading of the Holy Spirit in everything that they do. And a conscious decision to submit themselves to the training and discipline of walking with God in all areas of their lives. You will therefore see the fruit of the Spirit in increasing measure. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Where you do not see the fruit, where you do not see the wisdom of God that is pure and peace-loving, be careful. That might, that person is not prudent. And in yourself, if you do not see these qualities in increasing measure, the probability is that you or I are also not increasing in prudence. Therefore, to conclude, what do we say? It is not enough to have technical skills for God to trust you to be a king in the marketplace. You need to let him grow you in resourcefulness. You need to let him grow you as a man of war. But you also need to let God grow you in emotional intelligence. The king in the marketplace are emotionally intelligent. And it shows in their speech. When people hear them speak and hear them deal in matters or watch them, they see and hear wisdom. Kings in the marketplace, God's kings, when they give advice, it works. There are people that take correction. They do not have an exalted view of themselves. And most importantly, they are fully submitted to the leading and the discipline of the Holy Spirit. So are you a king or a king in the making? Are you emotionally intelligent? Are you prudent in speech? Let us pray. Daddy, we just want to thank you. want to thank you for teaching us that being emotionally intelligent is one of your evidences of growth in a believer and that you cannot take us to the throne if we do not allow you to walk on us in being prudent in speech and matters. So we release ourselves to your leading Holy Spirit. We release ourselves to you, Daddy, Big D. Teach us, walk on us, prune us, Guide us, discipline us, grow us in being prudent in speech and matters. Thank you for preparing us for the palace. We love you. Thank you for preparing us for the throne. Thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Till next time when we will be talking about the next quality of the king, of somebody who sits in the palace as a child of God in kingship which is a comely man or somebody who is deemed handsome. Wouldn't that be an interesting one? Don't miss it. Make sure you're there. Jesus loves you very much. I do too. God bless you. Akbayemi Odwali, signing out.